Hi there and welcome back to the FFS podcast. This is episode number 18 of the FFS series. Oh wait, I forgot. It should, I should say series uh, season 2 of the FFS series. If you are wondering what the FFS series is, it's basically the main flagship program. Uh, and I I do mention FFS series or a sister series which is the MW series when I do these episodes just so that everyone's clear as to what particular podcast episode they're listening to. So this is the FFS series where we kind of go in depth, a little more analytical about a certain topic. Um, and for episode number eighteen for today's episode, we're going to be discussing Frank Lampard. Yes, Frank Lampard, who was unceremoniously or has had an untimely exit to his Chelsea managerial career. And to help me discuss, you know, his career highlights and what went wrong and you know what we can look forward to from him as well as the new manager at Chelsea we've got three chelsea fans on this particular episode uh, i don't think they've all i don't think any of them have been on this particular series uh, one has been on another shorter series which is the mw series so before we get to discussing the topic in full flow i think we should begin with introductions and for any of you who've been listening to this particular podcast you'll know that i do my introductions alphabetic alphabetically or yeah or in alphabetic order so let's start off with mohit so mohit would you like to tell us a bit about yourself uh hey guys this is mohit here i am representing bayside blues mumbai and yeah i'm an ardent chelsea fan and yeah follow the pl since since the last few years awesome uh and next we move on to shreya so shreya would you like to give us a brief introduction Hi guys um this is Shreya I follow Chelsea since um a really long time now but I've been on and off on and off in between but I'm back to Premier League now um and I'm from Hyderabad I'm uh, representing uh, the official supporters club Hyderabad for Chelsea Brilliant uh wait what me on and on again off again as in were you supporting another team uh I was watching La Liga <laughs> Ah okay Fair enough. As long as you weren't supporting an Arsenal or something like that. No, 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 no. Yeah, okay. No. Awesome. Perfect. And lastly, we've got Vishnu. And Vishnu, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm Vishnu. Actually, I'm from Kerala. So, I, but I'm representing Chelsea fans Hyderabad. Official supporters, just like uh, Shreya. I've been in. I've been. I'm working in Hyderabad. So that's how I got in touch with uh, OSC Hyderabad. Nice. Yeah. So thank you all for your introductions and good to hear from you and I'm glad that we could have you on the podcast uh today. Now let's start off with I guess the first question of today of tonight and that is were you at all surprised by the decision to sack Frank Lampard by Roman Abramovich. So we probably now move in reverse order so Vishnu why don't you tell me what your initial reactions were to that announcement that Frank Lampard was no longer going to manage Chelsea. Yeah, actually uh, there was news that uh, he's going to be he's going to be sacked soon, but I thought it's just fake news but but one day my friends called me and tell uh, uh, he's an Arsenal fan. So he just he starts teasing me and he said Lampard got sacked. So I I thought he's just teasing me. But then then I went to social media and saw that he got sacked. Um, I was like oh uh, shell shocked right like I mean, like, oh, what is happening? Why did he? Why did they sack him? I mean, like, he's. Uh, I actually, I was. Be- I believed in him, even though we lost for like four, four, five games. Even though we had a good run for seventeen, seventeen games unbeaten, and we were top of the UEFA Champions League group in group stage. So, actually, I I don't know what went wrong after the Everton game. I mean, like, we were we were in top of the table after the Leeds match, and I mean, they, I mean, I think the players lost confidence and. uh i was really shell shocked i mean i've been i've been off my mood for like 2 3 days after the sacking i mean i was really frustrated i don't know i, I think he deserved some more time i mean just look, look at united i mean they haven't won i mean they haven't uh, reached any finals since ole has been there but they they are giving him time so i thought i think lampard needed some more time at least this season right okay and we'll definitely you know come into discussing what were the factors that contributed to his downfall at chelsea probably in the next segment itself uh, but i want to hear from next shreya shreya what were your thoughts when you heard about this decision 
So initially, I mean, yeah, we've we've been all hearing the rumors that you know he might get sacked because of you know the poor run that we have had. Uh, but I mean, I knew it. I knew it. It was coming, but I just didn't expect it uh, too soon. Exactly like how Vishnu said. Uh, I do understand, like you know, the the management wanted to get a change, and they're all about trophies and uh, winning. But I think because because it's a club, he's a club legend, and it's super Frankie Lampard. Like uh, you know, it's really hard. It was really hard for me to separate the player from the manager as well for a while. uh because when i started watching the premier league again it was frank coming I frank had just stepped in as manager so i was elated because again i started following chelsea because i mean the second season being frank lampard so it was like a, it was disappointing i actually shed tears i cried the entire day uh it was pretty bad but then i think it was coming uh but it was it, it was again it was a little hard because just because he's a club legend so it it, it took a while but i think i'm pretty okay now I'm fine. All right, pretty emotional there, but yeah, I I can understand where that's coming from. And uh, Mohit, your thoughts on this? Yeah. So basically, I am not surprised that my condition was as bad as my colleague's condition out here on this podcast. So for the next two days, I was like bad, bad on health. Didn't feel like doing anything. Like was depressed uh, with headaches, with fever, and all that. But yeah. so uh, i saw this coming lately um, but not after the win against luton town so wo- what i had expected was he he'd be sacked after the leicester loss so the next day so that uh, the next new manager it was uh, okay to sack him after the loss because there was a uh, an easy game approaching in luton town but uh, after the law after win against luton town the next day i was sleeping in the afternoon uh, 3 3 4 o'clock messages start coming that oh lampard is getting sacked and all that uh, so yeah it was it was uh, for sure uh, very much uh, like not so good feeling about that but yeah it was inevitable given that roman roman abramovich nature and his ambitions towards the club right right uh Yeah I I just want to ask because from what I heard from both you and Shreya was that you guys were really really emotional after the decision but you know if I were to, if I'm considering from as a neutral like what from a Chelsea like I I wouldn't think that would be the case from a Chelsea fan especially given your history with sacking managers left right and center so I thought you must have been used to the regular merry go round that of managers that you have one coming in one going out but i guess is it because it is a f- club legend like frank lampard that exactly he, exactly yeah. okay it's exactly that yeah so yeah uh, it's it's just that you know we've been okay with managers being sacked man- managers leaving just like sari did but like i guess if i'm not wrong there were reports that bruce buck the chairman he was saying that Uh, this is a long term project we we know that this project requires time it was just a week ago that such interviews or such reports were falling out into the market and yeah just this sudden sacking was like it it, it just matlab uh, as in just for one second i felt i have no land left beneath me you know it was just that i i sat down i didn't stand i sat down on my bed that was i can actually life. relate to mohit so much on this <laughs> I, i i didn't stand yeah that that was that was like i mean i felt i mean i actually had a lump in my throat the yeah. minute i read it i was like yeah. oh shit i mean i couldn't believe my eyes so like, go oh, fuck frank leaving like he's gone yeah, why and, what and, and all those sales that were made on the name of a big project <laughs> where are they gone now exactly <laughs> Mo, that, that's what i want to ask so when frank lampard was first appointed i had this Pod, I had a podcast with a with a classmate of mine or batchmate of mine, and we kind of discussed, you know, why Abramovich would take such a drastic step. Because Frank Lampard, apart from that one year in Derby County, unlike Solskjaer, who's got years and years of experience of managing at least a club, or uh, or even say Gerard had some amount of experience managing the under 18s or the under 19s. Here we had a, a a club legend for sure, but someone who had very little experience, as much as probably. little more than arteta had of course but some something similar to that so we were kind of discussing as to why 
Abramovich to take such a drastic step, given that Abramovich in the past has always looked for the best when it comes to manage, right? Mourinho, uh, Ancelotti. Uh, fine, he's had some issues, you know, with Andre Villas-Boas, which failed. Uh, you know, Kolari failed, all of that. But he always looked at the more experienced managers. So we were kind of discussing why, and like you mentioned, right? So this seemed like he was looking for the something in the for the long term. He didn't want to sack another manager again in one or two years. But we're seeing it again that you know, no matter how big a club legend you are, it doesn't matter if you don't produce or you don't give don't get the results that the owner wants you you know you're not safe from the sack and i suppose that's that was what it is in frank lampard but why do you think they pulled the plug given that frank lampard was definite for, from everyone to see frank lampard was not a short term solution he, everyone who even remotely watched football uh, uh, knew that it, it like, you had to yeah Wait, so basically before you complete this sentence, you know, so you were just going to say that Frank Lampard was a long-term thing. That's what even we thought. But but you know what, sometime back then, I honestly had a feeling, you know, that, I mean, honestly, this is uh, me being a hypocrite or maybe whatever I would say, but back then I had that Frank is just a stopgap, stopgap to whatever was happening. Because, you know, that time we had the void of Eden Hazard. We had a transfer embargo over us. So there was no top man manager who was going to uh, sign for us, right? And there was no one signing for us. And that's when Frank Lampard came. And Frank but, also said that he couldn't say no to the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so he was he was into, into a pit, you know? Like, yeah, Shreya. Yeah, like uh, uh, Mohit said. Yeah, it's mainly because of the transfer ban. And also... Mount was Mount and Tomori was playing for uh, Derby County for, in loan. So I think it's because they know they uh, Lampard knows the situation of the club. I mean the sacking history, and I, uh, yeah, like Mo- Mohit said, it's because uh, no no experienced manager will come at situation when we have when we are having a transfer ban. And, uh, we were not expecting uh, top ten at least because of the transfer ban. We, we were just we, uh, I never thought uh, that academy players will get such such chances so i think it's main uh, i think it's main because of the transfer ban that uh, ibrahimovich uh, turned to lampard and and also cuz uh, he has experience coaching i mean i think he did a pretty well job in derby county and he made it to the playoffs so that's that's probably the reason right all right so uh, fine fair enough I, I guess that that could be a reason that he probably didn't have anyone else to turn to and frank lampard did say yes or couldn't say no, rather. So, but Shreya, you mentioned that like Frank Lampard couldn't say no. So after what happened, yeah, you know, a few days ago when he got the sack, people were feeling a little sorry with Frank Lampard that he didn't deserve it and all that. But surely he would have known that this was going to be the case, right? That if results weren't going to weren't going his way, he would eventually get the sack. I mean, I I don't think he, you and I believe that Frank Lampard was so naive that. He came into the Chelsea job no, thinking that, yeah, even, no matter even if I don't get top four, top five, or don't even get into Europe, that I'll still probably have a job because Abramovich told me that it's a long-term, you know, deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, I think, I mean, Frank in between like a few interviews or a, a, or a few post-interviews after matches looked or sounded a little naive. But uh, again, coming back to what Mohit said, that why did they uh, leave him? I mean, why did they decide to sack him after the Luton game? I personally think it's because they wanted a high for a club legend like him. And, you know, they didn't want to sack him over. I mean, you uh, we all know how the fans are. And, uh, you know, I think Twitter would have broken the day if, like, if, 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 if Frank was sacked after the, Le- uh, after the Leicester game. So I think uh, after the Luton game and after the win, letting him go was like, you know, it was pretty much okay. I mean, of course, now I'm fine about it. But uh, that day day I wasn't or for the next two days too. Uh, But otherwise, um, yeah, I mean, this long-term project would have have actually gone well. Uh, It could have. Like, we could have been patient. But again, we know how the management is. We know how Roman is. All right. Uh, I, I now I just want to kind of move on to what were the contributing factors to his downfall in Chelsea. And uh, Vishnu, why don't you kind of tell tell us 
what you think led to Frank Lampard eventually being sacked. Okay, uh, so after a few games, I mean, after after we lost the unbeaten run, I, we lost a few games versus Everton versus Wolves. So I think uh, I I read a report in Athletic that uh, they the players weren't given any tactical instruction. I mean, Lampard wasn't wasn't uh, much communicating with the players. I mean, they are, he is communicating, but he is just communicating with some of the players, his favorite players. I just read that in an article of Athletic. So and also, uh, I think he had uh, his relationship with Marina was going going away, and also and also they spent two hundred million, and they were expecting. I mean, we were top of the table. I mean, the I mean first few games that seventeen unbeaten run, it was awesome. I mean, they played really well and just just they lost confidence. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't I don't think. Uh, I mean, like after the after the Everton game, there was like I mean still Everton game it was nice. But even though we were one nil down, we were just fighting, fighting. But but I mean, I there, I think it lacked Lampard lacked that tactical tactical lack to give tactical instructions to the players. I mean, Werner. I mean, Werner was given chances, but also not only Frank, but Werner had 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 many opportunities to score, but he he was not clinical enough. But we have seen I've seen some Le- uh, Leipzig games uh, where he played. So, but he wasn't clinical enough in Chelsea. Maybe he was just settling in. But uh, the teams were parking. But so he wasn't adjusting to that. But uh, so that might be the reason he got tagged. And uh, yeah, the communication with the players was essential. I think he was lacking that. I think that's the main reason. All right. So from a tactical perspective, sure, I I can see where that's coming from. And there were a lot of criticisms against Frank Lampard by pundits, by the general media themselves. That uh, especially in certain games, obviously Frank Lampard had. A very roller coaster journey at Chelsea. A few games that he did brilliantly beat top opposition like Liverpool, Man City. I think even Arsenal maybe. Uh, and so, and then obviously losing against some of the mid-table to bottom league clubs who, like uh, Vishnu mentioned, do kind of park the bus and make it kind of difficult to score. Uh, but Shreya, you why don't you tell us what your uh, thoughts were on? Yeah, I mean, I just add on to uh, what Vishnu said. It's, I mean, the tactical deficiencies were very, very evident, uh, which even I was worried about because, again, knowing the nature of the management, I was like, "What the fuck is Frank up to?" Like, he has to communicate to his players, and it was kind of again evident that you know he has a few favorites. I mean, I mean, it's great that we are supporting and we want our academy boys to shine. uh which is something great i i loved it i loved under like the way under frank how uh, reese james uh, tammy uh, callum hudson odoi mount mainly uh, all these boys like shown up and uh, you know they they rose uh, very very well under his um, helm but uh, the rest of the other players and then i think i mean to be very honest um, i wouldn't want to believe all these articles because there was a lot of shit being said uh you know between yeah frank and you know our director i mean marina's uh, relation going sar and you know hitting a rough patch and i don't think i want to believe that uh but uh, you know it may or may not have happened also uh, the other reasons i mean yeah it's just that chelsea is all about trophies it's all about winning uh, that's kind of sad to be very very again honest i don't like that footballs becoming very commercial nowadays but it is what it is uh so i yeah i mean i think those are the main reasons that that the why frank had to go because also uh, i think from a management's perspective you can if you have spent 200 million on a, on players you can't let the players go on loan immediately right you can let go of the manager now so i think just to balance that out uh, because they got in new players they got in the german signings and you know they got silva and everyone else though, they, though he was free but um i think this was the management's perspective that okay let's let the manager go and let's see what the new manager can tactically do well with our you know with our 200 million flashing last summer that's what yeah. i think i think that's the kind of the way of operating in most clubs right if a, if things don't go well it's easy easier easy to replace one person than replace the entire right, lot right right so correct I yeah think, that's what i yeah. think that's like the philosophy of every big club or every club basically that is uh, that plays football right now that it's easier that you can pay off somebody 
even if they have a contract they can pay them off rather than having to you know take the loss take a big hit on big money players uh, all right and amit your chance to you know talk about what contributed to frank's downfall yeah so uh, if i may add to whatever is not being said one i would think is his stubbornness his stubbornness over uh, formations over uh, playing players on merit you know i mean i mean it's i i don't i don't blame him for playing players on merit don't get me wrong there but if you see that liverpool who are such a good team right now in the premier league not this season possibly but like they have 9 to 10 players who are fixed on the uh, team sheet you know and it doesn't matter if divok origi scores a hat trick in the cup game it doesn't matter he doesn't start the next next fucking pl game so you know that's with that's with frank i mean he does not have he did not have a starting lineup is what i feel also in the last season we saw him toggle with formations you know like playing 343 playing 4231 playing 433 i don't remember when we played 343 this season you know i mean honestly and yeah i i yeah so that's that that's those are some reasons i mean if if we had tried a few formations or if we if we had played timo on the nine number role in the center forward role Yeah, well, I would agree to that. Like Timo being used uh, at yeah. a very wrong position. Wrong position, yeah. So, 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 yeah. If if he had to incorporate Tammy, which which I agree, Tammy was on a good run of form in 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 the middle space of in in the middle games. Mm-hmm. So if he had to incorporate, he should have tried a two striker role or maybe a second, मतलब S. I mean, an SS yeah. role, SS role in which. I think Timo mainly plays in the SS role also. So yeah, he could have tried that. And also, if I may add, uh, even about Pulisic. So if so, when Timo and Pulisic, Timo Pulisic and Tammy, those three were starting. If I'm not wrong, there were a couple of matches. Am I am I right? Am I right? I mean, I I, I can't remember. Uh, I can remember Tammy and Pulisic starting, but. Uh, because i i remember i remember pulisic and this guy timo starting and uh, pulisic right, right. was being played on the right wing so basically you are almost cutting the venergence of your attack to half because pulisic who who is a left winger is starting on the right and timo werner who is a center forward is starting on the left so you're compromising two spaces in that way so our attack was not as lethal as it could have been so yeah we didn't get goals against say an everton or maybe all even a leicester because everton was everton was when the uh, downfall started the one nil loss so yeah if just to delay the downfall we could have just like you know tried tried to do such stuffs No, I I get it. I think if Leipzig, if you watch Leipzig, Timo Werner is definitely playing with a second striker in yeah. a two-two uh, strike force. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think despite him playing on the left, like let's not let's not like say that he never had his chances. He did have his chances to score. He just was probably so short of confidence because of the fact that he was being played in a in an unnatural position that. uh he had to keep drifting into the center but even when he did have his chances he didn't you know he failed to score some of the more easier chances given to him and uh but that's not to say that you know to take away the blame from frank lampard and uh, frank lampard had to find a way to get the best out of him but that brings me on to talking about this 200 million spend that you guys did this this season now last season yes you had had the transfer embargo you did have you did already have the luxury of having pulisic who you bought in the january window and kovacic who you had already paid for in the january transfer window so you, it's it's not like there were no transfers whatsoever but uh, yes i agree that yeah uh, so one one more point if if at all this is to defend frank he had injuries coming his way you know the players caught up injured caught up with injuries and like 
ஒரு 
and if i am not contributing to a goal which timo werner was certainly not which kai havertz was certainly not i i might just go deeper into the ground you know i i, I get you. i think that's that's where the probably the dilemma comes that is if i bench timo werner okay it work if it works then great then i i know that benching him is the right decision but the fact that i still not able to get that result meaning if i still if i have that quality on the pitch that might still help so he's kind of caught between two worlds like so he's caught in the fence whether he yeah. puts timo werner in and he hopes that the quality of timo werner helps him get across the line or he benches him and fine it, if it works then great but if he doesn't then it still backfires because he's got a 50 million pound uh, you know player sat on the bench there and everyone will look at him and ask him those questions because you know you haven't won the match or you haven't won. and i guess that that all add, adds up to why he's been yeah. sacked because and, and i just uh, like to like take take forward from what vishnu said that hudson odoi was not getting chances so agreed that uh, wingers were wingers were injured so why why couldn't he start hudson odoi on the left wing when he had so he should have yeah i think hudson odoi yeah. on the left wing and and start timo werner in his favored position man just start yeah, that right. and, yeah and that was a mistake yeah totally so i mean he, at least for the big games or like you know uh, at least for the big games or so or you know where werner might get it easy or you know yeah. looking at the other opponents defense you know how they are yeah, like probably right. sheffield or okay not sheffield but probably brighton or like you know these smaller teams fulham yeah. uh teams like those you could start werner for that but otherwise uh, i think hudson odoi would be a better option to start and i would just like to equate you know if i may just equate that hudson odoi on the left wing plus timo werner on the center forward far far Correct. far far, yeah. far yeah. greater than Timo Timo on the wing, Timmy right. Abraham on the center forward. So that is that. That sums up maybe if I'm not wrong. Exactly. Okay. That probably that's why I was wondering. You know, was he sacrificing because of this? But fine. Fair enough. Uh, I think when it comes to, like I said, I think with the transfers, it, it it's very difficult because he's got 200 million that he spent, and when it comes to Chelsea, I don't know how much of. credit it goes to lampard that he brought in these players because sometimes it's you know the people above that full chooses credit. the players sorry full credit full credit goes to him to promote the academy guy i'm i'm talking about getting werner and i mean these are big names i don't know oh. you know whether yeah, it yeah i'm just don't know whether it was abramovich's decision because some right, of right right it actually i don't think it was um, you know frank wasn't really favoring no, favoring I'm, uh, the new i'm sure thing. frank lampard would have gone with a list saying i want this 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 in terms of the positions he needed and i'm guessing the board would have it was right <laughs> yeah you're you're <laughs> getting there yeah it was a word declan rice <laughs> uh, that he really wanted and he wasn't given declan rice but he was given the two germans instead who he wasn't very very he wasn't like he i definitely need them yeah. uh, but that's what he got so he had to you know yeah yeah sure sorry no 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 i'm done <laughs> yeah so i mean he just had to play with what he had uh, i think buying uh, havertz and werner was a good decision cuz grealish was on grealish i think grealish uh, i definitely would love love to sign grealish but he has signed and he has extended his contract for five more years so he might go for big money than kai havertz he was settled he was he settled in premier league so havertz i think we got havertz for cheap i, I think it's like 90 million or something i think he's a he's a brilliant player i've seen some games for both for havertz no, that's what uh, that's what vishnu he, he, so havertz and werner were great in their uh, bundesliga yeah. in their german league but then uh, the yeah. i mean that obviously the league is very different compared to premier league no so it's getting pretty hard for them but yeah that's why i think again frank was let go and we got to kellen yeah, i mean like they were young prospects and the havertz is like 21 and werner is just 24 i mean like uh, if we wait, if we waited if we didn't sign them uh, i mean bayern munich might have signed them because they are they are really good players and uh, i think there was no that's true that's true they they're definitely good players i'm i'm actually glad and, i was very very happy with yeah. the timo signing uh, no matter a lot of fans and other rivals also were like why timo werner but Uh, I think he's yeah. a brilliant signing still. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. I I was I really like Kai Havertz. I mean, I I've seen his name in when I was playing FIFA, so I started watching his game. 
So that's how I like tires. I was really happy when we signed tires. So basically, if if I may say so, I had I had uh, read an article on on Athletic, if I'm not wrong, that uh, Kai Havertz was a board buy. Was a was a buy. Yeah, Frank really did I'm not sure. go behind him. It, it was Marina who had. Uh, taken the steps you know and and uh, uh, fair play you know kai havertz is a generational talent you do not get such talents if it were not for the financial crisis between clubs and <laughs> if if i may just say so that the transfer embargo was a blessing in disguise for us that we did not spend the yeah i could yeah, i could agree right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, not not only didn't you not spend, but you for sixty lakhs yeah, exactly. and getting Timo Werner for fifty four is like a huge exactly. huge bargain. Exactly. No, that was definitely. I th- also, I guess, uh, like like I uh, I agree with what Shreya also mentioned earlier on that when when you have foreign imports come in, they I mean obviously it is a gamble, right? They're not always all of them are not going to hit the ground running. Or some of them will take time to adapt, but I'm, that's that's what I'm a little surprised by because I'm sure Abramovich, because he's owned Chelsea and he's you know been watching the Premier League for so long, he know that that is the case. The fact that he still didn't give Frank Lampard enough time, or he didn't trust Frank Lampard with you know ha- with the duty to develop those players over another year or so, and then probably take the call to sack him if things were still not working out. That that's what was. More shocking than the fact that he just. No, uh, Pradyuman, I'd like to say yeah. I think uh, you know it also happened because look at the other teams this season. Everyone, just, I mean, this points. is a record breaking. Yeah, every yeah everyone's dropping points. I mean, the the lower teams are are uh, getting points, and I mean, I think this Premier League is the first time. Uh, I mean, this is the first season where nine teams, uh, <laughs> you know, came up uh, came up to the top. I mean, yeah, the first position. I, I mean, but it, it also. I mean, you—it's a gamble. Like I said, right? It's—it's it's unfortunate that your signings that you bought did not hit the ground running. But that happens. It's—it's—it's it's, it's not something that's new. I know that this was probably like Chelsea's biggest chance, having spent two hundred million. You could have, you know, really actually gone and right. challenged for the title. But it does happen. And Abramovich says—that's what I'm saying. Abramovich. It shouldn't be a shock to Abramovich that this is happening. It—it's happened to him before as well. In the past, where you know he's bought players before and it's not worked out, or it takes time. But I mean, he, he's. I thought he had had a change of heart that he'd probably look at the longer f- picture right now. But it just seems that I mean, even Frank Lampard isn't safe from his wrath. Uh, all right. So what I'd just like to say is that uh, if I just say that Abramo just did not want to, did not want to let the season. Go off, you know, like like whatever happens, it's okay. He did not want to do this, like so. Just because of that, he he didn't give Frank the time he deserved, possibly because yeah, that's no uh, that's no doubt in the fact that Frank deserved the time till the end of the season, at least, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'd give the season maybe max mid of next season to really see if he still yeah. was struggling. I. Then I could then kind of just fully agree with Abramovich. The fact that he's kind of sacked him midway through, not even half, like yeah, probably half a yeah, season half. with with the players that have just been bought in. That's just I think a bit cruel. But again, then again, I I mean it's Abramovich. I sh- we really shouldn't be too surprised about it. Uh, and another thing that I also agree with, I think Shreya mentioned was the fact that there was no preseason uh, this this year. It, it's kind of shown with a lot of teams. Uh, and as a Liverpool fan, I know Klopp, you know, relies on preseason a lot to get his formations right to embed those new signings into his team. We've seen it over the past two years, and it's worked wonders. So he keeps mentioning that he needs that preseason, you know. And I know we did have a small preseason, but it's not well enough that Frank Lampard could have kind of embedded and you know let Kai Havertz and Werner adapt to his style of play. And so I guess that. The fact that he didn't have that meant that he had to experiment a lot during the during the league itself, and I guess that's not a good sign for anyone if you're starting to experiment with random formation and random, you know, playing people out of position just to see if it works during the league. Uh, all right, so kind of let's move on to a slightly 
more positive note here. I just want to know, uh, I want to kind of get your thoughts on what Frank Lampard's career highlights were at Chelsea uh, in terms of manager. I don't mean his, as a player, but I know Shreya said she couldn't distinguish between both, but I'm trying to distinguish right now, saying that let, let's just focus on his managerial career for now. So, Mohit, what was the one career highlight for you from Chelsea, from Frank Lampard at Chelsea? Uh, one career highlight, I would I would take it in, in, in the form of a period. The period where the games had resumed after the lockdown or the break. That period was was the highlight. You know, because because we had won, won against Everton 4-0, if I'm not wrong, just before the break. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I might surely miss out on the statistics. But yeah, and after that, Giroud started firing. Pulisic had the best of his forms. And yeah, so that period was the highlight of his career. Of his managerial career at Chelsea, if I may say so. Awesome. Uh, Vishnu, your career highlight. And uh, yeah, just to kind of avoid the the same, you know, I, I'd agree, I'd agree. So give me a, something different. Each one will have to give me something different. Okay. So uh, I think it was the, uh, the Champions League thing, I think, topping the group. I think that is the best thing. I, I mean, the match we played against Sevilla, oh, that was so good. I mean, 4 0. I, I never thought we would score 4 0 against Sevilla because the first match they were like defending really well. They were attacking really well. So I was like, yeah, we're going to lose. I think we're going to lose this by 1 0 or we're going to get a drop by 1 1 or something. But we, we won that by 4 0. So that I think uh, it was not a big, tough group, but still it was a really tough group against, I mean, um, I think what uh, what was that team's name? The team what Kamingo was playing. I don't remember that team name. They, they were also really playing well against. They they also gave us a tough tough fight. So I think yeah, topping that Champions League spot. This is I think it, that's his best thing as a manager. Okay, uh, and Shreya, your career highlight. Uh, I think my career highlight. I mean, I was gonna say the I mean uh, the Champions League. I mean, getting us to top four. Uh, but also, I uh, want to talk about the AX uh, win that we had. Uh, that was, I think, great. That was one great match, I believe. Uh, but other than that, uh, just supporting the academy kids and bringing them up again. Yeah, I think that's a mix of what both said. But uh, yeah, I mean, this this would be my uh, his 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 best uh, times at Chelsea. Uh, I mean, everyone likes a happy Lampard. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I come. I think oh, the, oh, talking about happy Lampard. I mean, if if there was one more person on this podcast, I'm sure you would have, he or she would have just said the double against Tottenham, <laughs> double against Mourinho. But like, yeah, that was the uh, that, that was one of the happiest times that Lampard was. I I remember, I remember, uh, Tariq Lamptey, Tariq Lamptey, and right, right. Yeah, yeah. Lamptey was there at Chelsea. Right? Yeah. yeah, the debut, the debut substitution. He had come in, and then Frank, Frank taking all of the team, and then in a in a circle, they were they were celebrating with the fans, and his fist in right, the right, air, right. Yeah, I remember that. His fist in the air. His his uh, his. Uh, I I I have that picture in my mind as I speak. But, yeah, you know, same, same. You, I mean, uh, thanks to you, I have the whole visual yeah. of Frank with his fist in the air. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, man. Such, such good moments, you know. Good times. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that we could have some sort of positive memories over here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I mean, there's some really good career highlights there. I think I, I know for one, I know my career highlight from Frank Lampard. I don't think, I don't know if I should say it, but. Uh, I'm pretty sure you all know, given that I said I'm a Liverpool fan. Uh, so it's undoubtedly the fact that you beat City and helped us win the title first time. Oh, right. Year. Yes. Yeah. I think so, uh, Chelsea is also known for that, helping teams. Yeah, exactly. I guess the Leicester one was also your you kind of king right. makers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> makers, Chelsea. Uh, but yeah, that was definitely the, the best. The Hotspur involved. Yeah, that was Tottenham Hotspur, this time Man City. Yeah, that was definitely one game I will never forget. I think that I was so nervous to watch that game. And I thought, I so 
I had this thing. So I I was like, I'll wait till half time. If nothing happens, I'll just go go to sleep and then hope for the best. And then I think that just before half time, police scored, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to sleep now. It's gonna get interesting. And oh, it just went. Uh, I mean, I was. And it was like midnight for me, so I really couldn't scream much. But yeah, definitely something that Frank Lampard left. Uh, something positive that Frank Lampard, you know, did for us. Finally, I think after all those years of battling it out when he was a player, it was good to kind of see him help us in a way. Nothing. It's just a banter, if you may allow me to say that. Yeah, yeah. What, what Gerard couldn't Lampard did. Yeah, well, Gerard could still win a title as a manager. I don't think Lampard's ever going to do that. So, haha. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, let's 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 not go there because managers-wise, I think he's already proven that he can. I mean, if if it's still it's still there's still time. I think he's got another few more. I think ten more games or something. But if it seems or likely that it will be, uh, and if it does, I think I mean forget about it, man. He probably Gerald probably be a legend in two clubs right now. But yeah. Anyway, now moving on to the final segment of this particular episode, we kind of move on to the future of Chelsea. Uh, we probably also, I'll probably also ask you what you think Frank Lampard is going to do. Uh, I know it's speculation right now, but what do you think he should look at uh, as his next job? But also now we all know. I think there was no time wasted when Tuchel was announced as. Chelsea manager there were rumors that he was even tapped up when he left PSG early in January which i'm surprised i i don't know but i felt that that also could have played a role in how you know frank lampard's mind was at that point of time because i'm sure he wouldn't have liked the fact that there were rumors circulating that abramovich and everyone the board had spoken to tuchel and said that you know there could be an opening soon at chelsea so but talking about tuchel also what you all expect so if you guys could give me both so what wh- where you think Frank Lampard or what you think Frank Lampard should do as his next job as well as yeah what you expect expect from Tuchel in the rest of the season for the rest of the season and i mean it's an 18 month contract so i just for the rest of his chelsea career as well so uh let's start with Shreya this time yeah i mean uh, to be honest i don't know what frank should do but i think he should i mean uh he should come back to chelsea someday but with a little more experience uh, as well i think he should probably go to the championship again or you know uh, just get better with a with a team again and come back to chelsea someday um and uh, yeah sorry what were you asking about tukin like i mean like, I what what uh, my- what do you expect from him for the rest of the season Uh so what I expect from uh, Tuchel this season I mean I've heard so much about his tactical abilities and you know just like how Klopp uh, uses Jurgen uh, Press or no, I can't pronounce it sorry so uh how he uses that and I think Tuchel also uh, is similar to that again like the from Germany and everything so I'm very interested I mean initially I was very very upset about you know listening to the rumors of Tuchel coming in because obviously I didn't want uh them to let go of frank but then you know it it just happened and you have to accept it however it is so i started reading up on tukel and you know what he does and how his formations are and i was mildly interested in the beginning uh but then after the first game that he uh, managed uh, i heard his post interview and i was very very much interested in him because he gave a sense of hope uh to me for me as a fan uh so i mean you know i think he can do well but uh, i mean to be honest uh, i don't think this season we're we're getting to top 4 it's it's very very uh, competitive with the other teams uh which is great i mean competition's good but i mean uh, chelsea coming to i mean the top 10 would be uh, would be great for me this season that would be my minimum uh you know thing for my club but i'm very excited to see what tukil can do with the squad that frank has left and also how he uses uh the academy boys and uh, you know the other experienced men because he chose to uh, play with an experienced group for his first man i mean for his first game that he had managed uh, considering he got only one day to train with them uh, but i still think uh, we did well that match 
All right. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I think right. I mean I mean we will we'll do well but probably not again top 4 or you know get the title also. But I th- I right. think we'll, we'll do well. Yeah, plus it helps that he's you know he played his trade in the Bundesliga so he knows how like uh, both Havertz and Werner right. yeah. plays. So yeah, that helps. Uh all right, Mohit, your chance to kind of tell us about what you think Frank Lampard would probably look to do as well as what you expect from Tuchel. Yeah so Frank Frank should of course uh, continue his managerial career somewhere ahead as as Shreya said somewhere in the championship and uh, yeah that's about Frank uh, I honestly same like Shreya even I hope sometime he he sometime in the future he returns back to Chelsea and uh, talking about Tuchel Oh boy he has just impressed me like anything like he, <laughs> has, he has reduced my depression to into two days he has cut down my depression to two days you know like honestly his 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 first interview in which in which he said that oh i want to win trophies and yeah of course of course he is he is a very likable manager he seems confident about his knowledge he seems confident in about himself he has a plan in mind so yeah but just to be a bit more pessimistic and just to make just to be a bit more optimistic and just to make shreya a bit more optimistic too i'd say he he would of course uh, he would of course take us to the top 6 or top 4 of course you see this kind of season today everton dropped points you know so like we we win we have five matches in february five pl games if i'm not wrong so uh, if if we win that if we win four out of them we, if we if we collect 12 out of the next 15 points which seems easy to do because in the wolves game he played attractive football yeah we were we were unlucky not to score we had clear cut chances giro giro yes. chilwell they just did not find the back of the net but yeah with that tukal am with with tukal at the helm i'm i'm increasingly excited and the fact that he is too 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 positive about fa cup he is taking fa cup into serious considerations he is also saying that talking talking about the pl title would be would not just make sense right now so I, and also with tukal at the helm i would i would i would want us to beat atletico with a higher possibility you know like then of course that's going to be a definite challenge yeah challenge for sure but you you would expect yourself to beat beat atletico with a greater probability than you would with frank right right yeah. I, i think i mean he like tukul would definitely be confident because he is yeah. a champions league final finalist right Uh, last right. year with PSG, yeah. plus the yeah. fact that he does take the cup competition seriously because that's what in in Germany in the Bundesliga, fine. He Dortmund did compete with uh, Bayern Munich for the title, but he had. I mean, the Pokal was the only other, you know, not the savior, cup but which they didn't win, I guess, right? Yeah, but I think a cup that they took seriously because you know at times. Bayern were just too good, so they could they knew how important cup the cup competitions were. So definitely from that perspective, I he will try to win and everything. He has won a lot at PSG as well. So also, if I may add, if I may add, the thing is, we have a great huge bunch of youngsters at Chelsea, and the track record of Tuchel suggests you that he he is a pro youth person. So yeah. uh the youngsters are are exp- will be expected to be u- utilized at their full potential of course kalamartson odoy you you saw the 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 earlier game against wolves how influential it was it brilliant was. it was so yeah. good i mean yeah. looking at kalamartson odoy with a new back. yeah exactly at a right wing back and then shifting to the left wing left and wing. the backtrack yeah, sure. uh, defensive backtrack yeah. that he did it was yeah, so yeah. good that was that was awesome and also yeah just as pradyuman just uh, said that thiago chacha and tukel have some unfinished business in the champions league since last season <laughs> uh yeah 
uh all right and vishnu your final thoughts on this as well so yeah also i think yeah it was too soon for lampard to take the chelsea job i i never thought sari would be sari would leave us cuz i think i liked him really uh, i liked him very much cuz He had a good tactics. I mean, with Jorginho, he was not a he was not such a big player, but still, he was really good with the Sari tactic. So uh, when we signed Lampard, I thought, uh, why so soon? I mean, he should just gain some experience and just come come back to the club again. And then I think he lacked some experience. So yeah, uh, I think that some Scottish team uh, is trying to sign him as a manager. So I hope, yeah, I also hope he comes back as manager. Mm. So, so team would have been would be nice Gerard and Lampard yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's where that's where exactly. the competition lies right Gerard's uh, doing Celtic right i mean he's no, managing Rangers. Celtic yeah. No, Rangers. 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 Sorry, Rangers. sorry, sorry. Right, right. Yeah, you'll be you'll be murdered if you said that in Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be a great fight. I don't know if it's true. It, it was just a rumor. I don't know if it's true. So, yeah, talking about Tuchel, I I th- I, I have not seen much much of him his uh, matches, but I seen the that Champions League final. But uh, uh, the Bayern Munich team, what team that was? But I think uh, uh, PSG was just unlucky. I mean, they were the better team in that match. I mean, Mbappe got that yeah, chance. Yeah, actually, PSG was uh, better. Yeah, he was, they were right. the better side. I mean, yeah, I have high hopes on him because uh, when we were we were on that losing streak, I was really tense in matching every match. I was really, really tense. I was like shivering in every match, even that FA Cup match versus Morecambe. So, I mean, after the after the first match against Tuchel, I was I'm really excited to see this. I, was, I just can't wait for the next match. I mean, it was really intense. I mean, the, uh, pe- they were just uh, working hard. People were working hard. I mean. Jovic the main thing is jo, uh, the Sari comp Sari combination is back I mean Jorginho and Kovacic we were uh, I mean yeah were, exactly so brilliant. after such I mean after so many negative after so many negative comments about Tuchel coming in I mean from our own fans and then you know watching the match with Wolves I think everyone just got very excited because it was yes, attractive yes. football and and Tuchel is known for that but I was 79% position it was like know. awesome yeah and The first yeah. match against Wolves, they were just uh, beating us on the counter. I mean, we lacked that space. Right. There was very big space between the defense and the midfield. But uh, since we were pressing high and we uh, the defensively defensively line was high, they they just can't counter. When we lost the ball, they were like pressing really really good for like five ten seconds. And I think and even we, we made a record-breaking number of passes that passes. Yeah, eight hundred and ten, I think. Yeah, eight hundred twenty. Eight twenty accurate passes. 887 total i think and and kovacic kovacic uh, 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 playing 146 146 or 148 of them completed passes right right yeah, yeah that that's the thing you know 133 133 134 yeah he was he's back in the defense at least at least both of them yeah b- both of them got used well under tukel yeah exactly. but 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 only one then that i just hope that tukel uh, sees coach zuma as a good good defender yeah actually he tried to sign for psg zoma no 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 uh, tukel wanted rudiger and jorginho tukel wanted rudiger j5 and kante he no, actually to... he wanted zoma as well on psg Is he it? tried to sign him yeah is it oh I'm yeah not, not. but then but if if that was so then then why would he prefer rudiger over zoma No, he was very interested in uh, Kante also. Yeah, I Kante. mean, at PSG. I think he was recovering. PSG basically have that policy of signing as many French players as they French can. French players. Uh, yeah, yeah, but from, from Rudiger, uh, yeah. I'm guessing also there's the German connection there as well. It just probably helps in communication in a way. Uh, yeah, yeah. And also, Tukai right. ties different formations. I mean, hmm. it's not just yeah. one formation. He has tried 3-4-3, 4-4-2, And last time, that double pivot role was just... formation was just super right so uh, i guess that's all the time we have for today thanks mohit vishnu shreya for being a part of this podcast it was a pleasure having you on here and i can't thank wait you. to host yeah. you in the Same near here. future yeah no, thank you host. for having us thank you for having us yeah it awesome. was really fun yeah yeah, yeah time it was really good it was really engaging conversation can't wait to do similar such podcast with you in the near future either we do similar you know chelsea related podcast or we kind of have you on our sister series and we kind of review chelsea's games in the premier league or in the F- or in the champions league or i think even the fa cup so yeah can't wait to 
talk chelsea with you people and uh i guess thank you to those of you who are listening to this particular episode whether you've been listening all the way from episode number 1 or you just joined us for this particular episode i'm i hope you've had a lot of fun and you i hope you've taken away something from this particular you know particular episode uh and if you do like the football content that we are putting out here then please do check us out on seven different podcast platforms like anchor spotify google podcast apple podcast amazon pandora I guess some of these podcast platforms vary from where you are. I think Amazon is not there in India and varies. So you can check us out on whichever you're more comfortable with and if you do want to be a part of the podcast as well or if you have an a topic that you suggest or you wish us to kind of cover, then please do let us know. You can do that via Instagram or on Twitter. You can follow us there as well. And I guess that's about it for episode number 18 of season 2 of the FFS series. I'm your host Pratty once again. You stay safe and see you.